Creative Conundrums is recorded in Treaty 1 territory, the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Cree, Oji Cree, Dakota, and Dene peoples, and the homeland of the Métis Nation. Hi, and welcome to Creative Conundrums. I'm Googly Doc. And I'm Senpai. We're here to talk about our struggles and triumphs as creatives. And answer creative questions asked by you, our loving and sometimes bizarre podcast family. If you have any questions for future shows, send them to creativeconundrums at outlook.com. Hey everybody, I'm the incredible, the incomparable, and the incomprehensible Googly Doc. And I am, oh, I am the very unprepared senpai. Again? <laughs> As usual. <laughs> this is the way. <laughs> I have spoken. <laughs> uh, and welcome to Creative Conundrums, where we talk about our struggles and our wins in creative stuff. And today we have a wonderful guest. Hi, I am Victoria. Victoria Mann, welcome to our show. Yeah. Yes, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Victoria is a uh, fellow tabletop gaming professional, and uh, we have requested that Victoria join us for today so we can find out kind of her angle on the whole industry. Yes, this is going to be interesting. This is going to be very interesting for me because, like, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of into tabletop gaming, but not, it's, it hasn't really been that big of a thing for me. You just started doing streaming stuff for tabletop, like, what was that, three weeks ago? I did the one thing and that's it. And I don't know if there's going to be more of that, but I hope there, <laughs> there should be. <laughs> Why wouldn't you have any more of that? Uh, specifically in video. Video's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, that it is. That it is. I have to agree. Yeah, I do a lot of written reviews for that reason. Like, I just don't want to take the time to edit a video. Yep. <laughs> yeah. If you're recording audio, the podcasting portion, every minute that you record takes four to five minutes of editing. If you're, uh, if you're really bearing down and doing foley and all that writing music and all that stuff like i do and if you're doing video double that because you have to sync everything with the video as well well the problem with like trying to review a board game and doing it on video is the components are so small so you need to have a really good setup like lighting a really nice camera all this stuff and then still show these teeny tiny pieces yep while elegantly presenting the game and it's just like there are a few people that do it very well, and I do not want to try to do it at all. Right. That's fair. <laughs> now, that that's actually a perfect segue. Uh, I was wondering, how long have you been doing tabletop industry-type stuff? Since I was 16. Oh, Since wow. you were 16. That's yeah. a long time. And what roles have you kind of done in the tabletop gaming industry? So... I've been, um, I've been an exhibitor liaison for a convention, right? Like handling sponsorships and making connections, inviting people, all of that. I've handled uh, operations and logistics for a company. I have done 
uh, all of the contract writing for companies before. Um, currently, I am doing the digital product marketing for a company. Um, I'm a paralegal, so I often get a lot of like side contracts to do stuff. I've done game design, I've done game development. I work for myself um, completely, but I am a main contractor for White Wizard Games. Oh, okay. What, what were your biggest challenges as a tabletop game industry pro? Sexism and sexual harassment, for sure. Right? Like, just getting your voice heard at a table full of people is already hard, but it's a little bit harder when you're a small person. Oh, boy. Is, is it yep. bad that this doesn't surprise me? <laughs> I feel bad that it doesn't surprise me, but... I mean, I've, I've written, like, at least three or four articles on, like, consent in board gaming and, like, don't move my pieces across the board because, like, that messes with the immersion of the game and, like, stuff like that. And, like, I don't know. I think that people get it and they just don't want to respect boundaries, but Do you starting see... out, that was definitely the hard part. Do you see it getting better over time or worse or just not changing at all? I see people being more afraid to do stupid shit, right? Like, that that's a little heartening, actually. <laughs> that's nice. I mean, I mean, people will get called out. Mm -hmm. Do it to one person, do it to two. But by the time you get to the fourth or fifth person, one or two of those people are going to have spoken about you. And maybe you don't get a Medium article written about you. But, you know, board game industry is small. It makes its way around and everyone knows absolutely absolutely so you figure this the advent of this kind of thing is making things better over time i mean yes and no right there's always going to be new people coming into the industry and i i can't warn every 18 year old girl that this guy is creepier i can't warn every guy that this girl is you know sketchy or something happens because then people are just like oh you gossip Oh, um, you know what I mean? Like, it's very much you say something when you know you need to. Oh, okay, gotcha. I see. I'm re relatively uh, new to the to the industry. I only started about what was that 2015. That like, sounds actually, right. I I've been developing over the board since like 2010, uh, but I didn't actually start dipping my feet into the industry until like 2015 so i'm still relatively new and so yeah I, I haven't had a lot of experience with group settings and and working for companies face to face at all it's mainly just been freelancing over the internet and whatnot and i occasionally meet people at conventions but it's usually way out in public so i don't think i've been in a setting where I can uh, I have ever fallen victim to anything anyway and you you won't be right like it only happens when there's like two or three people and someone gets cornered into an awkward conversation or someone's drunk and then their friend's like oh no I know them they're a good guy they just had too much to drink oh yeah. okay and honestly like I I'm going to push back on you here, Doc, because this kind of thing absolutely does kind of happen, at least in our local conventions. I, I can't speak for anywhere else. But, like, I think I'm known as the weird chick <laughs> at, like, all of our conventions, but there are definitely people who are known 
for oh, ab- lots absolutely. of different things at all of our conventions. Um, Winnipeg con- Winnipeg conventions are actually, uh, from what I hear, especially bad. Now, I think those type of people knowingly avoid me specifically. So I'm not going to see anything, right? But I know right. it happens, and I know it happens a lot. I just don't know how it happens because they go out of their way to avoid me. That well, and I mean, speaking of costume jobs, like straight up, cost you money. Yep. Mm-hmm. I would not doubt that even for a minute. Actually, furthering your point, I, I don't think I've actually seen a lot myself, but I also have made it known, like, hey, I know how to fight with a sword. I have no problem hitting you with a lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's the best policy. It's it's the best. <clears throat> and, like, who needs a body card when you yourself are a Jedi? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or you're walking around with your all your six-feet-tall friends who are also Jedi. <laughs> I mean, it's very hard to, like... Tell someone that you're going to fuck them up while you're wearing your work shirt at a convention. Mm-hmm. But I do respect it. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I just want to see a world where we don't have to worry about that shit anymore. But there's so many shitty people out there. Yeah. I, I've, I've come to just learn this over time. Now, I also know a lot of really, really good people. And the good do outweigh the bad. they've been helping me navigate this whole minefield since 2015 and I've kind of stepped on a couple landmines because I didn't know anybody and I hero worshipped a lot of people and then all of a sudden I find out that it's not associating with those people can get me labeled a certain way and so yeah and so I had to step back from a couple things going okay this is a problem. This is a huge problem. This is happening like all over the place. And I, I seem to, whenever I bump into it, it's always with somebody who's been in the industry for like 20, 30 years or more. Yep, for sure. Um, it's a lot the, of old boys club. Yep. Yep. Um, that's, it's a lot of old boys club. And it's also a lot of like, people think of conventions as vacation or summer yeah. camp. But when you work full-time in the industry, like, I travel once a month. It's not summer camp. I see you next month. Like, This is work. Yeah. And they don't see it that way, and that's okay. Like, you don't have to view your job as work all of the time. So I I do see how they uh, rationalize it that way. They just need to, you know, check their shit. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. Or get a lightsaber to the face. (laughs) <laughs> correct I mean like not to like super harp on this but like I had a really big interview at Gen Con with a massive company uh, arguably one of the biggest organ companies in the industry and Which they one? asked me uh, about an incident that had happened at a board game convention when I was on vacation with another person they were hiring and they asked me um what inappropriate comments that man had made to me and then still hired him over me. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Yeah. That is not, that's not right. I mean, it's not right, but I'm not going to speak up against them because they are literally the biggest, one of the biggest board game companies. Like, 
Oh, so, so there's the thing, right? Like I have stories I could tell, but I absolutely will not. I will not cost myself my career. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, it's a shame that it's it's still at that point where it could cost you your career to actually speak out about this too. Like that's rough. It is yep. absolutely. Well, that's one of those cases where, like, I was told, "Oh, he's a good guy. He just had a lot to drink." That's no excuse. I'm sorry. It's it's no excuse. Like, in the States, it's not legal to drink until you're 21, but everyone here starts drinking when you're, like, 15 or 16. I've done some really dumb shit. Like, try to ride a cow. Or, like, <laughs> gone and hung out in abandoned houses. Never, like, broken someone's consent or, like, been weird. Like, yep. no. Just be cool. Exactly. Like, play games, make games, do happy things. Don't be weird. Speaking of happy things, what creative works are you most proud of and why? Oh, man. Okay. Um, a lot of the articles I write and a lot of the reviews I've done I'm super proud of just because I think that there were a lot of other people who have amazing board game ideas and, like, I feel weird taking credit for a lot of my own. Um. There's a game that I helped design called Maiden Quest that WizKids has sold out twice and reprinted twice. Sweet. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the lead developer on that. That game needed a lot of work, and I did it. And people love it. Fantastic. Um, I also have, like, playtester credits and, like, probably over 20 or 30 games. Sweet. Um, So you've you've been at this for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, literally since I was 16. So my mom used to be the assistant director for the Dice Tower convention. Oh, okay. So I grew up, like, I I truly grew up playing board games. And, like, like I remember when King of Tokyo got released. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. <laughs> so what's in store for you in the short term? And where do you see yourself in the long term? In the short term, um, the Epic Digital Card Game is launching on the 18th, and that's, like, my main priority, is just, like, getting the community hyped about that and talking about how awesome it is. So that's, like, the thing that I'm super focused on. That's, like, my big proud thing right now. And then um, I am writing for The Fundamentals, which is a multimedia website but mainly focusing on nerd culture. Um, So, like, those two things. And I'm, like, one of quite a few people that are doing the board game stuff, but I have the most accessibility and time to the games, so I'm, like, producing a lot of content for them. Amazing. Yeah, and long-term, I want to be the queen of Asmo Day. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a bad goal at all. Absolutely yeah. not a bad goal. I just kind of feel like I would hate the bureaucracy. Like, once a company gets so big, there's a lot of bureaucracy, but also being Queen of Asmo Day has always been my dream. <laughs> so. All right, Senpai. What? Yes. What What have you done creatively over the last few weeks? Last few weeks? Couple it, weeks. Yeah. It's been a lot of sort of behind the scenes work i've been doing a lot of writing is really it and nothing of mine has been released yet any challenges well i was gonna get into your creative stuff first 
Ah, okay. My creative stuff. Uh, I have been exclusively working on Wet Ink Games' next release. Yes, which I'm super excited for that Kickstarter for, even though I can't give money. <laughs> Wet Ink Games, uh, it is uh, the role-playing game. Uh, sorry, lost my words. The role-playing game is called Never Going Home, and these are the campaign dossiers for it. And we got a section in Russia, we got a section in the North Seas, we got a section in Gallipoli. And like I've said in past podcasts, it is a Weird War One, uh, Eldritch Horror and World War One type role-playing game. Brad? All right. So what are your challenges there, Wynn? Oh, God. Oh, it's been bad. So... Uh, we, I went to podcast coffee. You weren't able to come. Uh, but I decided to walk all the way there, which, I mean, it's not outside of my realm of ability. We could put it that way. Um, but because of all the damn snow on the ground, I swear, Winnipeg just sucks at cleaning its sidewalks. And then by the time... By the time they actually come out and clear it out, there's already, like, ruts from people walking all over the sidewalk in it. So my uh, my old Achilles tendon injury decided to be angry at me. Ouch. It's And it's finally getting better that I can walk without a limp now. So yay. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of kept me stuck at home. And then just the general depression again. It, it's, oh. it's found that new baseline and it doesn't want to move. It's not a good baseline. Nope. Nope, not at all. Victoria, do you want to share any of your struggles? Uh, y'all hear these loud dogs? Yes. That is that is my struggle. <laughs> how, many, um, how many dogs do you have? Two. They're just very loud. Okay. Very big. What kind of now, dog are they? Uh, moving across the country <laughs> is definitely, you know, not slowed me down, but been intense let me see if i can quiet them i have no idea why they're <laughs> okay i learned uh yesterday jarvis doesn't like melodicas <laughs> he doesn't like melodicas no I, he, so he hates it when i watch um like a video that, with like a cat in it and the cats are meowing and making noises he hates mm -hmm. that um yeah and then I was watching a video of um, somebody with a melodica following people around a convention and just kind of like playing music at them of like mm -hmm. whatever their series is or their franchise, mm -hmm. uh, which is always so entertaining to me and I absolutely adore it. Uh, and Jarvis kind of had the same reaction to that that he did th that he does to cat videos. <laughs> All right, I'm back. Apparently, uh. Someone from Spectrum decided to continue knocking on my door even though no one answered. Oh, jeez. Wow. Yeah. We don't have Spectrum for Wi-Fi. They're just annoying. Oh, I wanted to guess at your dogs. One is a shepherd of some sort, like a German shepherd-ish. All right, you're wrong. Continue guessing. Okay, and the other one, Cocker Spaniel. <laughs> nope. Okay, swing and a miss. Ah. Uh. <laughs> What's your guess there, Wynn? I, I have zero guesses. Okay. Cute. They are pet mixes. What's that? 
pit mastiff mixes. Oh, damn. Those are Ooh. huge. Yeah, not as big as you would think. 150 and 175. Oh. That's still pretty big, yeah. I mean, th- that's fair, but to me, they are always like my little baby. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Buddy's 85 pounds. This is or 80 right. pounds. I thought my my one looks like a greyhound. She's like just so lean, but so much muscle. Okay. All right, where do we leave off? Struggles. Great. Struggles. Struggles. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the the dogs were my most recent struggle, but like the move is definitely like I I am currently sitting on my bed with my laptop. My PC is packed. Uh, I have nothing in my bedroom. It is depressing and bleak in this room. But at the same time, it's all going somewhere where it will not it... be as bleak and depressing, I'm hoping. Yeah, no, and I'm super excited about that. But, like, you know, like, moving is always hard. Like, missing my friends that live here and all that stuff has been, like, bittersweet. So, I also require a two-hour nap every day. This is some good requirements. That's yeah, and if I don't get that, I have a bad day. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah, I would love, love, love nap time sometimes. Listen, if you can make it fit, like, you just gotta prioritize. It's real hard sometimes, but... Mm-hmm. Yep. I am, uh, I overloaded myself a little bit too much. Mm, that's rough. I always try to under-promise and over-deliver. <laughs> Most... Most of the, uh, wait, is anybody hearing me? Yep. I hear Okay, hang on. I think it's coming through Victoria's mic a little bit. Oh, okay. What is it? I'm hearing, it's my voice. I'm hearing Doc's voice come through your mic again. Okay. Uh, I think it's, I think it's fixed. Oh, wait, maybe not. <laughs> this is going to be fun to edit later. Okay, so, now where are we? I don't remember what you were about to say. Uh... You, you were saying it, a thing, and then you got distracted by hearing your own voice. Was it my struggle time? Yes. Yeah, you were talking about not being able to take naps. Yes, that over- naps. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, yeah, I, I tend to over-allocate my own time, and it, that stems from almost dying, right? Because I tend to overload myself because... If I don't do it now, I might not be alive tomorrow. It's I got that kind of psychological block. Yeah. But it means I get a lot done. <laughs> but uh, I lost my day job because of a number of different circumstances. Uh, and our company wasn't doing very well financially according uh, in comparison to way, the way they projected. And... Uh, I was gone. So that happens. It happens. But uh, it's very likely I will have another job very, very shortly. So That's good. And as for my creative stuff, I am um, working on the Googly Beard site and redesigning it and relaunching it. And I am going to be finishing up over the board so we can finally get it kickstarted. Yay! Which I'm so excited for. It's been a long Do time coming. Do you have a projected launch period? Well, if everything goes swimmingly with my re... Uh, I, I picked a producer. And 
things have happened between China and Canada and the United States and in Hong Kong and a whole bunch of other stuff. So I don't know if I'm going to be using that particular uh, producer anymore. And okay. I think I'm probably going to be going to uh, Taiwan or somewhere like that to get my manufacturing done. Taiwan's real good. So I'm, I'm thinking that's the way I'm going to go. I just don't know any companies in Taiwan. Everybody I was dealing with was from China. So, If you need some recommendations, I can give you some later. Absolutely. Thank you very much. That would definitely help. No problem. Um, and I'm also working on a one-pager or two-pager role-playing game that uh, Ben Werner and Melanie Meadows and I came up with while we were drunk last year at Gen Con. And like a one-shot? Uh, it's, it's a role-playing game that's in two pages. All right. It's, it's replayable. Because <laughs> we're designing okay. a role-playing game about it. And, uh, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll save the premise for, for later, but <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny. Okay. I, f- I feel like my... we've talked about the premise before, though. Oh, have we? I think so. About, about the geese? Yes. Yes, we have. Oh, oh we have. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm legit terrified of geese. It's not even funny. They're just mean animals. <laughs> <laughs> they are. See, that's the premise of this whole role-playing game. Uh... The whole premise is that the reason why Canadians are so nice is because they take all of their anger and malice and hatred and will to rule all life, and we ritually funnel it into Canada geese every year. Uh, And our prime minister leads us through this ritual, and then we send our geese south. Yeah, let me tell you what, those geese are 35 pounds of mess you up. Yeah, <laughs> I will like, say. Chase me every day on the way home from school. Oh no, it made me cry. Okay, I have like real issues with Canadian geese. <laughs> uh, you know, I can't blame you. <laughs> I've oh. seen them facing off cows and bulls. Yeah, they're scary. <laughs> I, I, I will say though, nothing, nothing brings back uh, that that hatred and anger and absolute meanness to a Canadian. Like writing with just toxic people in groups mm-hmm. um, yep. for online games. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure my face would look like it went through a tree's greater rate. Like it was bad. Oh man, it was bad. Enough about my nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've also got uh, uh, a listers supers live action role playing game that we're developing as well. Yes. So that one is hopefully going to do uh kickstart this year too. Oh, that's exciting. I want to LARP, but I just don't have like the time to commit to it and it sucks. That was actually one of my uh design decisions was uh, I've played a lot of vampire LARP and that tends to take over your life. I wanted to design a role-playing game based specifically around you show up for one night every couple weeks or month, and you're good, and you aren't behind. I think that sounds ideal. I think a lot of it for me would definitely be like, ah, all of these people know each other, and I am the new person. Ah, uh, yep. That, that's how I feel looking at uh, a lot of our LARP groups. Although, um, a couple people that ran with us at KeyCon for um, Almost Super... They like they're very big in the, like our LARP community, 
but they're so inviting and so warm. They are truly magnificent people. Absolutely. And it was it was still a little bit hard for me because just that particular weekend was just hard for me for other reasons, but yeah. It it was it was nice and heartening. Um and if it wasn't for my anxiety with leaving the house right now and my depression, I'd probably be there all the time. Look, Connie and Lawrence Reevy are just magnificent human beings. Mm-hmm. They're like the mom and dad of the entire geek community. <laughs> At least LARPing, anyway. I mean, it definitely but, does feel that feel that way because, yeah. like, I, I saw them uh, like a month and a bit later at uh, FanQuest, and yeah, that same kind of feeling. Yep, yep, and just everybody knows them, and everybody loves them, and they love everybody. So it's just they are wonderful people to work with. Mm-hmm. When I was in oh. university, they used to have like Quidditch matches, and that was like the closest thing to LARP that I've like gone to just to spectate, but also it. It, it just looked very ridiculous. Like, both ridiculous and fun. We actually have a Quidditch League here, and it's yeah. delightful. The problem with it for me is that it's on Sundays. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It was at the university, so it was, like, not an easy thing to get into, right? Like, at that age, you're definitely way more worried about what people think about you. Running around on a broomstick throwing a ball does not help. Yeah, I stopped caring that when caring about that when I was really young, just because everybody was going to judge me for everything anyway, and I was a cosplayer, so <laughs> it I was mean, it was not cool in those days. I have like a half nerdy, half like preppy upbringing, and I was a pre law student, so I cared a hell of a lot about what people thought. That's fair. Is it me or does Quidditch sound like the sound you, that a wet sponge makes when you squeeze it out? Great, that thought's gonna haunt me forever. Thank you. That is horrendous. Bam Bam is gonna be so mad at you. I know. (laughs) Squeezing out a sponge. It does sound it does sound like it though, doesn't it? I can never buy sponges again. (laughs) I can never buy sponges again. God, if I if, because if I agree with you, that gives it validity, which means I will probably think about it more than I already will. Everybody who's listening right now, please validate. No, this. don't, don't do it. You, no, no. <laughs> Doc does not need the encouragement. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, that's a perfect segue into our questions section. I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, is that uh, have you got all the questions up there? Uh. Yeah, there's been another couple, but we'll save those for next time, I think. Okay, all right, sounds good. All right, who asks first? I was going to suggest Nogue's game, but we're not even on video. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go. Um, Okay. What's your favorite genre mashup slash crossover from XW? We'll let Victoria go first. Okay. My favorite genre mashup crossover? Oh, man. So... I watch a lot of real weird stuff, so probably like Twilight Harry Potter crossover stuff that I find on the deep dark tumblers. <laughs> That's a right. Oh. Like it just takes me back to like elementary school. I was about to say that's a thing, but that it, you know it really shouldn't surprise me that that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, like really weird fanfic things that should not go together that do. 
that are like Star Trek and Doctor Who being mashed together because it makes no sense. Yeah. But I like yeah. it. I just like it. I like that one too, yeah. Uh, Doc, yours? World War One and hockey. I feel like there's a bias on this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm also a big fan of of World War One in general. So you mash that up with pretty much anything, like steampunk or eldritch horror or fantasy or whatever, and I'm gonna love it. So if you take World War One, that genre, like that whole industrial punk thing, and mash it up with something else, I'm golden. Yeah, odds are you're gonna like it. Yep. I, I'm gonna admit some very weird stuff right now. <laughs> what I my, my I know what's coming. I'm not sure you do, but okay. Um, I admitted to liking Twilight Harry Potter fanfic. That's okay. Fair. Like, my my thing isn't fanfic. I like I do like reading, and I should read more, um, but I don't. But my fa- my favorite like crossover type stuff has always been fan art, um, and some of my think favorite. Of as, think of it as superhero action adventure porn. I'm not going the porn route. <laughs> I thought that's where you were going. No, I that's could've... not where I'm going. One of my favorite things to ever come out of any fan art, though, is um, actually. I think he kind of pushed it on and egged it on a little bit. But John Delancey, who plays Q from Star Trek, is uh, a wonderful villain in My Little Pony. And he's Discord. And it's this weird, I don't really know what to describe Discord as. Yes, I've seen it. He's like, he reminds me of being like Q from Star Trek. Oh, and it absolutely is based on Q. And that's why they got John Delancey to play it. And that's why he agreed to play it. Because he's like, absolutely. Um, <laughs> he's master of chaos. It's so good. It's so great. And um, he and th- there's there's been a few like arts of like Captain Picard being like, "Hey, what are you doing?" And he's like, "Oh, relax, Captain." <laughs> and it's like <laughs> I love those. And I need you to pass some of that on to me. I haven't seen any in a while, and I haven't looked any up. But yeah, that 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 has been one of my favorite things to come out of the uh, Brody fandom is just. This I I need links to this, and I, I I'm pretty sure John Delancey kind of eggs this on himself and encourages it, which makes which makes it so much more heartening to me. He's the coolest person. He really is, and I actually made um I made a Discord out of felt, which I'm never working with felt again. Jesus Christ, that was horrible. Um, but he's wearing a little Starfleet jacket, and uh, John Delancey signed him. That's awesome. He's so sweet. Yeah. Oh, he's such a sweetheart. Not quite as sweet as Patrick Stewart, but, I mean, he's really hard to beat. Yeah, for sure. His voice is harder to imitate than Patrick Stewart, so I prefer Patrick Stewart. (laughs) Just just on the reason that you can uh, mimic his voice better. Exactly. (laughs) It's the entire reason. All right, what good is a D12 for anyways? We almost never use it, and my percentile dice must get lonely because I use them as a DM, but not much as a player. XW. I mean, I made you guys use a D12. I didn't expect to. Well, it's it's for bigger <laughs> it's for bigger weapons. Yeah. Right. I think I had a weapon in one campaign that I had a D12 for. It's like a. Uh, I can't remember. I think great sword is two D6, and I think uh, great axe is D12, if I remember correctly. I think it was some. I think it was some sort of axe that I had that was a, a D12. 
But the, the dodecahedron has almost the same kind of odd spread as 2d6, if I remember correctly. Except, well, obviously you can you can go 2 to 12 on 2d6, and then I guess there's the that whole... Well, and then there's also, like, if you have, like, motor issues with your hands, it's probably easier to roll one dice than two. Well, yeah. I, I guess it provides better randomization than 2d6 as well, because 2d6 kind of has a spread that you kind of put across this whole square chart, right? Yeah. Whereas a 1d12 is like 1 in 12. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess it's better for randomization, unless you're talking like success-based systems. I mean, like, it's also just a nice weight and size. I used to run Tales of Equestria at my library for, like, a group of five girls, and I, they preferred to roll that, and, like, I didn't care. Speaking of My Little Pony, that's awesome! Yeah, they were super great. I'm super, like, that's, I'm super sad to be leaving them. Oh. I have a replacement. The quest will continue. Oh, that's good. good. Yeah. Good, good, good. More customers. <laughs> <laughs> More My Little Pony. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's a great RPG, honestly. Like, it is phenomenally done. I've really uh, got to look at that one, because it does it does look absolutely adorable and amazing, but yeah, it hasn't, hasn't quite made it to me yet. But I don't think I have anybody else around me who'd want, who'd be okay running it. That's one thing that uh, really strikes me as odd about Winnipeg, is that all of the game stores in the states that I've been to have a wide variety of role-playing games on their shelves, whereas most of the game stores in Winnipeg don't. They carry the big ones and the award-winning ones from that year, but then it kind of peters off after that. If it comes from the states, it's about shipping. Just because I used to work in operations and logistics and like specifically shipping RPGs, that's why. Ah, okay. That's fair. The customs fees are real sucky on books. Yeah. That is true. And quite frankly, shipping to Canada is stupid. I actually just got reminded uh, by Facebook the other day. Um, I had bought ribbon from a place. The ribbon was $6. Because it was on like some sort of super epic sale. Shipping it to my aunt down in Fargo was $12. Shipping it to me was $35. Jeez. Needless to God. say, my, my aunt got a shipment of ribbon. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I mean, just, like, take a vacation to see your aunt, I guess, or, like, have her, like, smuggle it to you somehow. Well, she normally comes up anyway, but she ended up mailing it to me anyway, and it was still $15 for her to mail it. And I'm like, you, I could have waited. You, you could have just driven by and been like, hey... Want to go for coffee? I'd be like, yeah, here's your ribbon. Okay. Uh, Victoria, I guess you're reading the next one. How can a sheep's bladder be used to prevent an earthquake? Asked by David R. I guess I'm the one who answers this one, huh? Yep. Yep. Okay. Go. Sheep's bladders can be used to prevent earthquakes quite easily. Um, you just need enough of them. You need tons of them. And there's two different ways you could do it. You could take the sheep's bladders and you could fill them with air and uh, literally 
fill the fault line with them. So there's a lot more cushioning. <laughs> right? Now, there is a problem with that because if the fault line squishes together, all of a sudden it's like it it it's like God steps on one of those bubble papers. So and uh, it's very, very loud and it can cause deafness. So the other way of using sheep's bladders is to sew them all together and then kind of sew them into the earth with like rail ties and cables and stuff like that and pull on it really hard. So it's like stitching up a wound with the sheep's bladders. And that's how you would prevent earthquakes. I thought it was going that way and I was not disappointed. <laughs> I defer to your expertise on this as I have none. <laughs> no? I was thinking, I, I actually learned something uh, on our, our last recording of um, Azeroth the History. Hades is the god of the underworld, so he's the god of all things deep in the earth, which would include the fault lines. I'd assume that you can use a sheep's bladder as some sort of, uh, like, oh shit, I had the word for it earlier. Offering? Yeah, that's the one. Like, some sort of offering ritual where you give something to Hades, and he makes... He, he doesn't let the earthquakes happen. Hades does not want a sheep's bladder. I said part of, not <laughs> the only thing. All right, all right, that's fine. I'm like, you can't just give that man a sheep's bladder and be like, no more earthquakes, please. <laughs> He'd be like, no, I need more. Right, <laughs> he'd be like, and what else? He's more into urethra. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, some sort of so, like that. I'd assume that a sheep's letter would be part of some sort of offering ritual to Hades to prevent earthquakes. All right. <laughs> You're gonna defer to us, Vicky. Yeah, I mean, like. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess you throw them all in the ocean, right? You raise up the land masses by flooding the tectonic plates, and then we're all just more islands than we already are with no magma connecting us because the water has cooled it all from the sheep's butter rising the tides. That could work, too. Cushioning the tectonic plates from underneath. That's one I didn't think of. Oh. Well, you gotta, you gotta get the water going, though, because like, right. the magma would mess up our sheep's butter. We don't want that. Yeah. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Sweet. All right, whose turn is it to ask? Uh, mine. Okay. Um, best example of something you were looking forward to, but then they altered the deal. Ben H. This one's for Victoria. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that has to be... Mm, I can't say that because I don't want to spoil that for people. There have been many times that I have been going to buy a board game and then found out that... Uh, you win at the very end of a long strategy game by a dice roll. Oh. Ooh, that's rough. And that, yeah, like, that's not okay. No. Nope. I want an hour of my life back. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's, that's horrendous. Yeah. All right, win. Oh, no, it's, you it's your turn first. Oh, it's my turn, yeah. my turn. You Best example of something I was looking forward to, but then they altered the deal. Every game released on the Epic Store. <laughs> Fair. I was I I use Steam as my platform. I don't like splitting my library, and I'm waiting for a game to come out. Uh, <laughs> Outer Worlds. 
and then all of a sudden I have to wait a year. <coughs> Borderlands three, and yeah, so uh, I'm still waiting. Wait, Borderlands three isn't on Steam? Nope. Epic. Well, Borderlands three that's and uh, but that's and, dumb. Yeah, exactly. And the Outer Worlds, which is the spiritual su- successor to uh, Fallout New Vegas. Yeah. Exclusive to Epic. Rude. That's so yeah, that was that, irritating. That really irritated me. So I thought that was the point of PC gaming that we didn't have that that like like the like console wars type thing. Like, get your well, shit together. I don't mind there being competition, but um, the way that they compete is a way that I'm never going to invest in. Fair. All right, so for me, apparently Warcraft 3 Reforged. Oh, Ben said to ask you about that in the podcast today. I, I was sure that this is where that question was going. I'm sure that this is where that was going. <laughs> ben knows me quite okay. well. <laughs> All right, let us have it. Uh, I haven't actually launched the game. Uh, I'm a little scared <laughs> to. I'm not going to lie. But all of the reports are like the UI is buggy. They killed the old Battle.net, so you don't have clans uh, or any kind of online multiplayer experience. Uh, which, like, that part doesn't really apply to me. I'm not here for that part of the game. I really sad for people that are, and that's that's the thing. Um, but the part that does affect me is uh, they they used a cinematic to sell this game. That they are still using to sell this game. And that cinematic is nowhere in the fucking game. (laughs) And the cinematic that is in the game, in place of it, is essentially the same thing as the old one, where it's the RTS fucking camera angle. And then they made this beautiful fucking... (laughs) You're enjoying this so much. They made this beautiful cinematic of the Colleague of Stratholm uh, cinematic where it's Jaina talking to Arthas and it's it's just, it's beautiful camera angles and of course beautiful voice work by the voice actors. And then in the game, it's not actually that. It's the fucking RTS goddamn camera. Zug, zug. That's legit <laughs> false advertising. That's not okay. Exactly. And uh, they, like, they, they sold this game on the basis of like hours of... Um, like newer cinematics and most of them are just new renders 1080p renders of the old cinematics which like okay fine that that might have been just (laughs) because of time constraints or whatever but to use one that is very clearly done and it's not even in the fucking game blizzard manservant hecubus is this your fault evil I, I'm very, I'm very upset about this one because, like, I when I saw the when I saw the cinematic at BlizzCon in 2018, I was so excited. I'm like, oh my god, I get new shit for calling him Stratholme. Look how beautiful it looks, and then it's not even in the game. It's done. Evil. Evil. Like the the fucking cinematic is done. <laughs> I don't know. I stopped playing WoW Classic after their whole Hong Kong thing. Oh. I was just like, nah, Blizzard. Not today, Satan. I mean, I, I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about that whole thing and the situation I that's just, risen from it. I was just kind of at the point where I was playing classic and, like, I was enjoying it, but also there were other things that, like, 
I could have been doing and enjoying more, and then that happened, so I was finally like, eh, okay, whatever. Like, they didn't have their hooks in me enough to get me to overlook their shitty policies. Yeah, well, and here's the thing, is I don't think it was, I don't think it's actually Blizzard's policies. I, th I think, and I have no reason to base this opinion on anything, but what my theory is, is that basically somebody in the Chinese government that, like, essentially has, you know, the button on that pulse is in the office at all times and basically like, okay, so this is what you're gonna do because this is looking bad for the Chinese government and, like, basically slides over a piece of paper and is like, this is how, what you're fucking doing right now. And I have, yeah, I, have, I have no reason to base that on anything. I don't know if it's true, but that's honestly what it feels like to me. And even their, uh, like, on the Chinese website, the actual uh, translation of what their thing was, it very much sounds like it's not coming from Blizzard, it's coming from the Chinese government, which is bad. Yeah, that's all real bad. Yeah. So the, it, it doesn't, I also just really don't like China for a lot of reasons. Uh, it, I'm pretty sure it's because of China that I'm never going to get a superhero that looks like me on the side of a fucking building because China doesn't like queer people. That's also why we got a whitewashed person, like, we got a white woman to be, um, fucking, ah, uh, shit, Doctor Strange. You got this. I don't remember the word, oh. <laughs> but that's why we got Tilda Swinton in there, which, she did an excellent job. But China doesn't like Tibet! Oh, that's right. Like, that, 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 that even Disney and Marvel, arguably the most powerful like force in all of capitalism right now doesn't want I mean, to fuck with China. Right. I live in a state that like is here by the grace of the great Disney World. Mm -hmm. Um we don't have property tax because of Disney World. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's kinda neat. That's I mean sure, but also like you know I guess they're like property. Amazon. They're evil, but they're kinda cool, but they're also evil. Yeah. You just gotta, you just gotta mitigate it. Yeah. But yeah, like, there's... I'm never gonna get a queer superhero, and that's sad. I mean, don't get me wrong, there are a lot of queer superheroes in, like, independent stuff, but there's a huge difference, um, especially to someone being raised in our society, between, a, like, a superhero that's in this awesome indie comic that you really like, versus being plastered on lunch kits, on... Uh, school supplies, on backpacks, on buildings, on billboards, everywhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, Valkyrie's queer, right? They haven't the confirmed it. I don't know if they're gonna... I I'm really hope they're gonna be. It. I really hope they're gonna be. Because I'm pretty sure Tessa Thompson is actually queer herself. Which yeah. makes me happy. <laughs> but She's the, great. Absolutely. But yeah, at the same time, like... Like look at Star Wars. There was there was a uh, a lesbian couple kissing, and my first thought was like, oh that's cool, and it's going to be edited out for everywhere else. Yep. Like that's not representation, and it's shitty, and I blame China for all of it. Russia's also bad. Don't get me started on Russia. I did a yeah, quick yeah. googly search, and Tessa Thomas is going to be the first LGBTQ superhero. Okay, that makes me happy. Although they're probably going to somehow edit it and change it in a way that is um, acceptable to Chinese culture, because, you know. Yeah, the direct <laughs> quote is, as 
new king of Asgard, she needs to find her queen. She's... I'm not sure how they're going to edit that, but it might just be all, all completely banned. It might be. But... Disney won't allow it to get banned. Money's the big thing. Yeah, They'll it's, change it. It's good. It's going to be changed somehow. Like it, it's going to, they're going to be like friends. Like this is something that's upsetting to me. Cause like, had I had this kind of representation of like superheroes all over buildings and stuff, as a kid, I would have had the language a lot sooner to understand who the hell I was and what the hell I was. Exactly. And I know that there are kids out there who have no idea, and they're growing up in homophobia and transphobia and shit, and it's like, there's there's no sort of fostering of this idea of, like, this might not be the only thing. I and- mean, this is why representation is so important mm-hmm. on every level. Yeah. Huge. Yeah, thanks, China. All right, let's finish this one <laughs> off with the last question. Yes. Am I supposed to read this? I can't remember. That's why I'm. That's why I'm kind of stalling. I think it's Doc. It's me. Okay. <laughs> I think it's right. Okay. This one. Okay. Maybe you did this one, but what media, any type, did you move that most other people seemed to miss? I'd have to double check, but I'm not sure how many views I got in my one shot. I should check that. Uh, go ahead, Victoria. I'm like. <sighs> this is young start- person lingo. You guys are gonna have to explain this for me. I don't know what he means by no, what I did you move. I don't understand what they mean by like moving media. Like, I mean, like I had a Tumblr account that was in SFW where I shared like smutty fanfics that got shut down. And I'm sad that that's gone because it had like ten thousand followers. Yeah, I have a lot of feelings about Tumblr too. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tumblr. He's, that's like he's the only thing I can think of, or like MySpace when I was like twelve. Well, like I, I think it's like stuff that you're putting out in public uh, that you're essentially wanting to push and kind of share your stuff. That that's how I took it as Tumblr and MySpace. Um. They sound like two completely different kinds of characters. I just realized that. MySpace sounds like something out of uh, Kids Disney. Like, hi, hi, MySpace. Right? Whereas, I am Tumblr. The dark one, right? I mean, that's kind of how it was. I mean, I I think it's a little bit reversed. I think MySpace is the darker one. Tumblr's the more happy one with the dark side. Well, I mean, now Tumblr's the more happy one. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, you guys continue on. I digressed. I'm sorry. That's that's, that's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, in terms of stuff that I've put out, I, I would... I don't know. I, this podcast, I think, people are missing. Uh, it's starting to roll up pretty good. It's getting there, yeah. What media, any type, did you move that most other people seem to miss? Did you already answer this one, Victoria? I mean, kind of, like, Tumblr. I'm sad that, like, my weird, smutty Tumblr retweets got... Or not Twitter. <laughs> Tumblr like, went away, but, like... I didn't move it somewhere else. Like, it just went away. Things come and die. Yeah. I'm sad Blockbuster's gone. <laughs> Alright, uh... What did... You know what? I would say for me, 
there was two comics that I absolutely loved that uh, no you know what there's more than two comics three comics that I think amazing comics that almost uh, that weren't as popular as I think they should have been Rom the Space Knight Micronauts and Alpha Flight from the Marvel universe anyway those were all fantastically well made as for DC my favorite DC comic that didn't get much of a run was Checkmate and I think all of those and I didn't get much of it of of my comics because they were fringe <laughs> so do you have DC online uh like the the game no, it's like a subscription, but it gives you access to all of their stuff. It's like 70 bucks a year, and it's like all of their comics, all of their TV shows from like the dawn of time. Really? Yeah, I bought it for my little brother for Christmas, and like that kid just watches Batman nonstop. Oh my goodness. That's a thing. Yeah. That is totally it's a thing. And it's real cheap, too. And, like, it's all of the comics, all of, like, the books. It's everything. It's, like, 70 bucks. Highly recommend. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to get this. I... Does this include their new CW shows? I think so. Oh, my goodness gracious. I'm not super sure. It's it's just called DCA Live. No. I lied. It's not that. <laughs> DC Universe Online. Yeah. That, right that's now. the game. Oh, that's the game. That one's the game. Because I looked at that okay. too. I was like, that's that's a video game. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, that's a game. Oh, you know, I, I'm gonna, I'm definitely going to find it. That is something that I need in my life. Because uh, it's also... DC Universe, the ultimate DC uh, membership. Oh. There you go. It's just dcuniverse.com. <laughs> oh, yes. sorry, this service is only available in the U.S., well, fuck. I mean, uh, I use a VPN. VPN. NordVPN <laughs> uh, will hook you up. Yeah, I don't have money for a VPN or DC Universe Online, so it's yeah, it's it's fine. It's it's fine. All right, this this is goals for me. Because <laughs> I want to get, uh, I want to read uh, through Peacemaker again, so I can get myself through. Uh... Oh man, there's also, oh, I can't remember what female superhero it is i can't it's been so long it's been decades but there's there's three comics that kind of lead into checkmate that i got to read that i never got into so yeah this is this is a very very important piece of information for me victoria thank you <laughs> you are welcome maybe this will get me into dc finally well okay wait supergirl kind of did that but yeah you know maybe it'll help more i'm uh i'm looking forward to the new wonder Woman movie that looks good and I'm pissed. Like the love interest doesn't need to come back. It's not about him. He can go away. Wait, wait, wait. What? I don't disagree. At the same time, I like Chris Pine. So me too. But like <laughs> him dying in the last movie is what gave her the power. Like, and now he's gonna magically come back to life somehow. And I'm salty about it because death they're, they're doesn't mean wrong. shit in comics. Death doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it's fucking hell, really. Who's writing this shit? Yeah, <laughs> the boy comes back. Because oh. she can't do it on her own, apparently. 
Oh. Watch he'll die again. I hope so. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> he dies. Gives, gets, like, she gets the power. He comes back. Are you she dies again. He dies again. Are you saying that Wonder Woman's boyfriend is the bard of the DC universe? He's the new yes. Sean Bean of the DC the universe. New, yeah. <laughs> he is. I've made it official. And you resurrected it. <laughs> oh, sorry, Sean Bean. <laughs> and I'm sorry, Chris Pine. <laughs> I'm not. This was a poor choice. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, oh, I like, can't believe they're bringing him back. Like, the, oh my god! Right, it had the perfect ending. It was like their first good movie. Yeah. No, I did like Man of Steel, but and they followed it up with Aquaman too, which was awesome. Yeah, Aquaman was good. Wonder Woman was good. Shazam was good. I still haven't watched uh, Shazam. I, I, I'm bad. I'm sorry. It's yeah, really, Shazam really didn't appeal to me. Like, I get it, but also it wasn't my cup of tea, so I didn't watch it. Oh, uh, it's it's not as serious as the other other movies. So, uh, if you're not into that, win then oh, you, won't like, you won't like Shazam. This absolutely feels like my cup of tea. Oh, okay. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Well, that's all the content that we've got planned for today. Is there anything you wanted to ask of us or anything, Victoria? I don't think so. You guys are rad. Thanks for letting me hang out and shoot the breeze. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Uh, We should probably get into where people can find us. Uh, I know me and Doc are both on Twitter. Victoria, where can you be found? I'm on Twitter at Viva4Victoria. I'm going to go follow you before I forget. I'm Senpai90, the Squiddy Scent. I'm Dr. Conus. And where did Squiddy Scent come from again? I know it was an episode, but I don't remember what it was. Squiddy Scent? Yeah. I don't know. Which episode? I don't what, remember. What show? It was this show. Oh, this show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah no, that was a while ago. And I changed my name during the episode, like during our recording of the episodes. <laughs> right. And I was I was bugging you because if you flip your icon upside down, it looks like Medusa. Kind of does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, yeah. So that does it for for today. I have all of our Twitter handles out. I have two P's in Senpai. Don't forget. And uh, you can yeah. catch me on Facebook at Kevin Doc Wilson. You can tell who I am by my googly-eyed moniker. Yep. And yeah, that does it. All right. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Thank I'm- you. Googly Doc, thank you for listening. I'm Senpai. I'm Victoria. And we'll notice you next time. And this is one of our typical terrible end show segues. You know what? You fucked it up right at the end there. I I had it. I had the outgoing. (laughs) Notice me, Senpai. Notice me. (laughs) (laughs) You've been noticed. (laughs) All right. I'll Google that you later. Have a good one. Goodbye. Bye.